Thank you for the anointing. Let the anointing make a difference in our lives. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Come and be the Lord and Master of this assembly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord? Oh, I said, are you glad you're in the house of the Lord? Can you give somebody a high five and tell them that it's great to be sitting right by you? Hallelujah. Dealing with the stronghold of the strong man. Dealing with the stronghold of the strong man. Amen. We need to deal with the stronghold of the strong man. Luke chapter number 8, 26 to 39. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when they had stepped out, of the, to, out onto the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, and nor did he live in the house, but in tombs. Then Jesus saw, when Jesus saw him, so when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice and said, What have you to do with what have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of him, of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bounds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because, we are, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Nor, now a head of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. And the demons went out of the man and entered the swine. And the head ran violently down a steep place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then... They went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found that the man whom they had, who had demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Hallelujah. I'm sure you all know this story in the Bible. And it's talking about some people don't eat uh, pork because of this story. That demons entered into pigs, and so they don't eat pork. Hallelujah. But the story that, okay, before we even go on there, let me read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Take 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Right. So we are talking about the strong man, the stronghold of a strong man. Now, I want you to assume or picture what I'm trying to say, that in every territory, there's a strong man. Amen. In every territory, there's a strong man. And that strong man has a hold on the territory that he dwells in. I don't know whether you've seen different areas have different particular problems. There are some areas when you go to, there are drug problems. Isn't it? Have you seen that? There are some areas when you go to, there are, and it doesn't matter how rich or poor the area is. There are some area when you go, it's prostitution. There are some area when you go to, it is uh, divorce. It is poverty. It is all different things exist in different areas. And that thing becomes like the prevalent hold of that place. When you go and situate yourself there, and you don't have the mind, or you don't know, you don't have the knowledge of the entity that is that has a hold on that place, before long, you become a victim of that entity. Is that okay? Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So, this story we read, it gives, a, it gives us a certain situation. It actually tells us the address that the, the thing happened. And it says that there was a man in that place who had demons residing in him. And when Jesus came and Jesus cast out the demons, the demons told Jesus that they don't want to leave that territory. They want to be resident in the territory. Because, you see, demons are very, very uh, disciplined. They are very territorial. They don't cross different territories. They don't cross lines easily. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is it me or you? You've gone quiet. You are shocked. You, you will see that in, well, if maybe you haven't gone to different places of the world, but if you have traveled a lot, you understand what I'm trying to say. That even in the same country, in the same region, particular region, there are different territorial demons. Like you take leads, there are different areas, they have different prevalent vices or prevalent hold in the place. When you travel a little bit, just a little bit from that place to another place, you will see something different. Hallelujah. When you go to Bansley, you will see it's like there's a hold of drug addiction that it, it holds the city bound. You go to a place like Doncaster, it's drunkenness. None is good. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? I, I'm trying to set the stage before I start preaching. Yeah, you, you go to a certain part of, I mean, even London, 
There are some places you go. It's all teenage pregnancies. Teenagers pushing push chair all over the place. Hall is also like that. Yeah. 13, 14, 15, they give birth. 13, 14, 15, they give birth. You wonder what is going on? What is in the water? There's a certain hold. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so Ephesians says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers, spiritual, against what? Rulers of principality, against rulers of darkness. You see, there are dark entities that rule a certain space. We call them princes. The prince is a prince or a principality. The word principality comes out of the word prince. The prince is the one who has the domain over the principality, the place, and then he becomes the principality of the place. So you cannot come to that place and thrive without first dealing with that principality. Am I making sense? And none of us will be able to thrive in a place when we don't encounter that principality and deal with it. The strength of this principality is in our ignorance, number one. Most of us are oblivious to the fact that there are principalities and powers that exist and operate in different places. Am I making sense? The lack of knowledge about the existence and operation of the strong man has led to untimely deaths of many people. It has led to many, many ministers dying before their time, many churches closing before their time. Because they did not understand that the place that they had entered had a certain principality they needed to deal with. Am uh, I making sense? There are some people, if you are living in another part of the world, you never have divorced. But because you are living in a certain particular place that has that principality there, you are like, more likely to divorce. Hallelujah. I was telling you on Sunday uh, throughout the, the, the last week that uh, strongholds account for 70% of your action. Your culture, the, your upbringing determines your culture. I think we have agreed on that. Where you are brought up determines the culture that you, you, you are com most comfortable. It determines the food you eat, what you like who you like, the type of people you like. Hey, what you trying to practice? Yeah. <laughs> You're preaching, Reverend. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it says that there's a certain part of the world, they like long legs. Hey. Are you going to eat the legs? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, and nobody can really explain it to you. Oh, did I go left? So they, they, some people too, they like the men big. The bigger the man is, or the bigger his stomach, yes. the more wealth he has. The more prosperous he looks. It's a pounds and dollars. 
There are some certain places too, you have to be athletic before you are even looked at. It, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but that is because of the upbringing or the, the environment and the culture that exists in the place. Yeah. Do you understand? There are some, some places that women are fighting to add more uh, adipose tissues to their bumps. Adipose tissues. Adding more, more you know, volume. volume. And there are other places too, they want to get rid of it. <laughs> because it's a sign of, it's a sign of lack of fitness. Exactly, it's my bum big in this. I don't want it to be big in that. I just put more. <laughs> it is because there's a principality there. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm deliberately taking it slow because I want you to. Before I. I, I <laughs> Hallelujah. And you see, it doesn't matter your. Education, it doesn't matter how you know sophisticated you think you are. Once you live in a certain territory for a while, the territory there has influence on you. It has, whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. If you don't master it, it will master you. Amen. The average, the average, uh, the divorce rate in America is much higher than United Kingdom or Europe than Africa or South America. And it's not because all the people are they have a lot of infidelity. No. It's because there's a certain prevailing spirit. You see, the church is no is not immune from that Power. If you read the book of uh, Revelation 2 and 3, you see that every, every hold that was on the city affected the church. The seven letters that Jesus wrote to the churches in Smyrna, in Sardis, in Laodicea, in uh, uh, Philadelphia, in Pergamos, all those, the, the spirit there, if the spirit is a spirit of, uh, uh, there are different spirits, backsliding, the spirit of uh, uh, affluence and everything, it affected the church. Because a strong man has influence on culture. And culture is immune from spiritual things because you agree with it. Uh, you get what I'm saying? You cannot rebuke your culture because you like it. You can, the habit that you form is not something that, you know, I lay my hands on you, then immediately I, the habit leaves you. Unless you decide not to agree with that habit, that habit will stay and become a culture, become a stronghold. Hallelujah. Because your habit forms your character and your character becomes you. Amen. So, the lack of knowledge is the reason why this hold perpetuates in an area. Amen. 
if we become ignorant of the fact that there's a stronghold in a place like Leeds, in a place like Yorkshire, against the, the, the church of God, so that churches don't thrive here. If we don't come to that realization and do the extreme opposite of whatever the stronghold characterizes itself on, we will still be here and we will not do much. Amen. But when you identify, you can deal with it. Hosea chapter uh, 4 verse 6, my people perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected you. When you don't allow yourself to grow in knowledge, the enemy will outwit you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says that we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. Let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Your worst weakness is being ignorant of the fact that Satan exists. How many know that Satan's Satan's uh, main vocation is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John chapter 10 verse 10 says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that you may have life and have it what more abundantly. Satan's only vocation or Satan's only relationship with you and I is to steal from us, to kill, and to destroy. If he cannot destroy he will kill. If he cannot kill, he will steal. By all means, he will attack. So what I'm trying to establish is that there is a strong man in every city, in every territory. How many agree with that? There is another strong man that exists and is affiliated to every family. That's number two. Whether we agree with it or not, that is the truth. There is a strong man that is affiliated with every... That is why you don't just marry. Because as you are marrying, you are inheriting someone's demons as well as their blessings. Hallelujah. So you must know what you are getting into. How many of there are some families, they die young. There are some families, they are susceptible to cancer. There are some families, they have mental illness. There are some families, all of them, they are on drugs, prostitution, or wayward life. How many know what I'm talking about? It's like you can... You can look at different, different families. There are some families, that what is there is poverty. It doesn't matter how hard you try to work. It's like a case of poverty is there. You, you start the business, it will work up to a point, and then before you realize it, you are back to nothing. How many, as I'm talking, you are, you are seeing some, some of the demons I'm talking about? Or oh, you can't see it. Uh, I don't know whether you can see it or. 
Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first binds the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. Amen. That's, that's simple verse here tells me about five different things that I want you to write down quickly on that particular verse. How can you enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except you first bind a strong man? These five things, write them down quickly. Number one, there is a strong man or there's a power known as the strong man, number one. Number two, the strong man has a house. It sounds rhetorical, doesn't it? Number three, he has goods inside the house. Number four, those goods don't belong to him. Otherwise, there would have been no need to take them from him. So number one, there's a strong man. There's a power known as the strong man. Number two, the strong man has a house. Number three, the strong man has goods inside the house. Number four, those goods do not belong to him. Otherwise, there would, there would have been no need to take them from him. Number five, you have to bind him before you can do anything. Okay, so let's review it. There's a strong man. Amen. There's a strong man. There's a power. And Jesus identified the power as the strong man. Because Jesus was the one who gave that, that passage, that, that uh, verse. There's a strong man. That strong man has a house. How can you not, how can you enter into a strong man's house? Means he has a house. And inside the house, there are goods. He has goods. But the goods don't belong to him. Because if they belong to him and it is legitimately his, then you have no business going to collect it from him. It means that the strong man has stolen the goods and he's kept it in the house. And he's a bully to say that I have what you need. I have what is yours, but it's now mine. And he's standing there like that. Which means that so long as the strong man keeps standing in front of the house, you can never, ever claim the goods that is rightfully yours. Am I making sense? So Jesus says that unless you bind the strong man, his goods will remain intact, which legitimately belongs to you. Amen. Amen. But when you, are, you successfully bind him, then you can collect the goods that belong to him. That belongs to you. Hallelujah. Amen. The marriage belongs to you. Prosperity belongs to you. Oh, Michael, why are you smiling? I just. You said the marriage belongs to him. Yeah, 
you see this? I was wondering why you're smiling. I didn't know. You see, it is not every character trait that is from God. Or it's not every character trait that is yours. It's a strong man's way of manipulating you to keep you away from the goods that belong to you. Am I making sense? He does it that way. That's why you cannot, there are some people, they are timid. And so any good thing doesn't come to them. When they go for interviews, they don't get the interview because they are, even though they are qualified and they are so clever and they can do the work, because of timidity, they cannot get anything. It's a stronghold. And the strong man will put it there in such a way that you can never get what you want. Your goods are locked up in his house. And he stands on guard. Hallelujah. No matter the education you have, no matter how hardworking you have, you are. Some blessings are locked away from you. Because there's a power known as the strong man. And that strong man has caged the goods that belongs to you. And he's not willing to release it. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed, they gave or they ceded the right of our prosperity, the right of our promotion, the right of our dominion, the right of our blessings to Satan. That is why when Jesus came in, in Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, where, uh, chapter 3, when he went to, to fast in the wilderness and the temptation, one of the things that Satan said to Jesus was that all the things, the beauty of the world, the cities, the beauty, the power, the glory, everything you see is mine. And I can give it to anyone whom I will. Just bow your knee to me here and I'll give everything to you. Hallelujah. He said, all this I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. How did it become his? He legitimately has it why? Because he tricked, he used, he used his devices to trick Eve and collected it. And now those goods are in his house. They belong to him, even though it's actually yours and not his. The good marriage, the peaceful home is yours. But he says that if I cannot destroy your marriage and I cannot I will steal some joy so that you'll be in the house but occasionally you'll be fighting more than you are happy. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Your life, your health belongs to you but occasionally you trust spanner in the works. Amen. 
The strong man has the goods that are yours legitimately, but he's not willing to release it. That is why Paul says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. These, these powers are wicked. They are wicked spirits because they want to kill you. They want to destroy you or they want to steal from you. Hallelujah. But uh, the, the scripture that we've been looking at all this while in um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says that the weapons of our warfare are not canal, but they are mighty through God to their pulling down of strongholds, which means that we have power to pull these strong man, or bind the strong man and take the things that he has kept away from us. Amen. But we have to engage him. I say we have to engage him. If you don't engage him, there's no way you can take the power back. Am I making sense? Zechariah chapter 11, verse 9. Then said I, I will not feed you. That. Then I said, I will not feed you. Let what is dying die. And what is perishing perish. Let those who are left eat each other's flesh. It sounds morbid, doesn't it? Give me the NLT. Then I took my staff called favor. No, I, yeah, NLT. So I told them, I won't be your shepherd any longer. If you die, you die. If you are killed, you are killed. And let those who remain devour each other. This is how we need to treat the strong man. I'm going to show you how we feed the strong man. So that from today we are going to refrain from feeding him. So that he, they have to devour each other and die. Is that good? That's my assignment for this evening. To show you how you've been feeding the strong man. I mean, look at this bully who has all the blessings that God has legitimately given to you. He's keeping it away from you. Deprived you. You're working hard, but yet you're not seeing anything. And the sad thing about it is that you feed him. See, the Old Testament is a shadow of the lives we live. And in the Old Testament, you realize any time Israel sinned, God sent an enemy. The enemy came and Israel will have to pay homage or pay or feed the enemy. Like the Midianites will come every time the, the Israel harvest and they will collect their food. Because, because they had overcome them, they were supposed to be their servants. So they, 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 they work hard, get the food, they have to give it to their... Yeah. Pharaoh was like a strong man. 
keeping Israel under bondage. They were building his uh, Ramses and the Pitoms. They were building his, his castles and they were building his land for uh, and he was paying them nothing. They were feeding him to be stronger, to oppress them the more. Can you understand that? Forget about Pharaoh. All of us are, have that same picture where we are feeding Satan to oppress us. And when Moses came and Moses said that, that says the Lord God of, of, of the Israelites, let my people go. He said, who is that God? Who will deliver you from my hand? And then he started to negotiate. Okay, go, but don't go too far. Okay, go, but leave your children and your wives. And when everything failed and they were going, Pharaoh went after them. Which means that when you are liberated, a strong man will always come after you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are you okay with me so far? Genesis 27, 39 to 40. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven. Genesis 27, 39. This is the blessing that father gave. Finally, the father, his father Isaac said to him, You will live from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of heaven above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. This um, Isaac uh, telling Esau. And it shall come to pass. Now, underline this bit of, of the, the, the verse. It shall come to pass when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. You have to get to the place where you become tired of being tired. You have to come to a place where you've had enough to break that yoke. Some of us, we like our lives the way it is. We like the fact that we are broke. We like the fact that things are not working out for us. We like the fact that we are under. We have this poor me type of mentality. Amen. Sometimes the power that is at work against us drives people to despair and they think that God is no longer interested in their, on their case. That is why they give up. Amen. Now let's look at the feeders of the strong man. Number one, ignorance. The thing that feeds the strong man is ignorance. Many do not know what to do. Neither do they know how far the strong man has gone in their lives. Amen. Anytime God came and told Israel to repent, he would say to them, see how far you have fallen. Remember? See how far you have fallen. Number two, unbelief. Some of us don't believe that Prosperity, genuine prosperity belongs to us. 
Some of us, we are, we are in the house of God. We serve God. We, are, we hear the word of God and everything. But we don't genuinely believe that all the blessings that we hear, we read in the Bible, actually can legitimately belong to us. You don't believe that you can have riches that you didn't work for. How many understand what I said? All of us, we, we believe that our hard work must give us food, and that is the only way. But there's a genuine blessing that God gives. Bible says that God will take the prosperity of the wicked and give to the righteous. You see, you are struggling to believe that. You don't believe that somebody will just come and bless you. You are not expecting it. There are many things. We are a lot of we are Christian unbelievers. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Hallelujah. We don't believe that we can live a life that is abound, full and abundant. Abundant life. That Christ came for us. That is why the, 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 one of the main deceptions that has plagued the church up to today is that to be to be righteous means to be broke. It has plagued the church. It has plagued the church. Godliness means poverty. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? It has plagued the church until today. We find it difficult to believe that we can prosper. And we quote scriptures like, it is difficult for a rich man to go to heaven as a camel go to the eye of a needle. <laughs> We use these type of scriptures to make us feel good about our broke life. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't like my message. I, I can preach a nicer message. Today, I didn't come to preach a nice message. I came to preach. I, I, I came to make you think that, listen, not everybody who has become prosperous worked hard. In fact, people who work the hardest are usually broke. The hardest working people are usually the ones that earn the least money. <laughs> you didn't like my message. You see, when God blesses you, the little you do, he takes it and amplifies it. And that is when you are walking in a land of prosperity, a land of favor, a land where the strong man is not stealing from you. And that is possible when you deal with the strong man. And the way to deal with the strong man is overcome ignorance, overcome unbelief. Because you feed Satan when you don't know Satan exists. When you don't know the type of demon under whose jurisdiction you are operating, you are feeding him. 
as a missionary, every country I go in, the first thing I do is to identify the strong man. Yeah, because I need to know whose territory I've entered. In the olden days, when you go to any, any town or any village, the first place they take you to is the king's palace. You have to go and pay homage. Or you have to know which, which king's kingdom you have entered. Spiritually, it's the same. You must know whose kingdom you have entered. When you go to any, any workplace, find out the demon that is there. Find out the principality that is at work in that place. What am I coming to deal with? Because when you are ignorant, you feed him. When you deny his existence, you are feeding him. The marriage, the person, the family that I've entered into, what is the prevalent uh, spirit, territorial spirit in that home? Listen, go and sit at the back. Can somebody take her to the back? She's spoiling my message. She's spoiling my message. Now I don't want to preach anymore. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. The Bible says, which they had, but did not mix them, not mixing it with faith in those who had it. Sometimes we hear the word, but we don't mix it with faith. Hallelujah. Put that scripture back. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, nor were not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Amen. If you don't mix the word with faith, it will not profit you. Number three, the third feeder is unconfessed sins. Proverbs 28, 13, the Bible he who covers his sins will not prosper. And whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Amen. You remember when uh, Gideon, the angel encountered Gideon? What did the angel say to Gideon about his father's idols? He said what? Go and uproot, destroy your father's idols. Because so long as those idols exist, it is the gateway for the strong man. So long as a certain sin exists, it's a gateway for the strong man. How many know that they are every, every house has a certain sin that is their pet? There are some homes, it's like they are very, very promiscuous. Very, very promiscuous. That is the. And then that also has its own demons that it allows to dominate the house. There are some places 
They are, they are wicked. They are mean. How many know what I'm talking about? They are mean. They are very wicked. Everybody fights everybody. There are some homes, they don't talk to each other. Siblings don't talk. Aunties don't talk. Cousins don't talk. There is always a, it, it's, that is a feeder of the strong man. The day you will have peace and you will stop quarreling with each other, that's the day the strong man, that's the last day the strong man will affect you. Amen. How many are learning something? So number one is what? Ignorance number two. Number three. Number four. Unforgiveness. Uncle. Remember uh, Mark eleven twenty five, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you do not forgive, your Father in heaven will also not forgive your trespasses. Hallelujah. So you must learn to forgive. Amen. Number five. Is it five? Occultic. Occultic involvement. Some of us, our parents mortgaged our destiny for occultic initiations. There's a scripture that says that the fathers have eaten sour grapes and set the children's teeth on edge. Look for that scripture for me. The children have eaten sour grapes. Ezekiel 18 verse 2. What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. You see, uh, your father owns you. Because your father gave you a name. Whatever name your father called you is what you are called. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And because of that, they can, if, if they, are a certain, they have a certain affiliation to certain occultic practices, they can mortgage your life. Even before you come, you become aware of where you are. They want to prosper. So they go and join a secret cult. And the cult demands blood. Now, the blood, don't spoil my message, please. The, 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 the blood, they don't want to be seen as murderers. So it's like, I'm going to make my child useless. And that is the blood. So they've set uselessness upon you. And you being ignorant, you are feeding it. You not knowing these type of things. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
The parents ate the green apples. The, the stomach ache they give to their children. That's what amplified. Message Bible. Have you got a message Bible? Put that scripture there. What do you mean by going around the country repeating the saying, the parents ate green apples, the children got stomach ache? Wow. <laughs> it's also in the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, it's also to tell you that your behavior has a way to, of affecting your children. Am I, am I saying something? Sometimes you do something to somebody and they curse you or they curse your children and it affects them. Hallelujah. You, you went to spoil somebody's marriage and you took the, the, uh, the person's husband and married them. I, I, I hope I'm not destroying your, your innocence. Some of us do. Our parents were involved in witchcraft or they served this type of false small gods that they pour libation and things to. How many know what I'm talking about? And that is also another way of mortgaging. Because what the parents do is that they exchange your destiny for theirs. They are broke. Things are not working. So they take the future of the children, their prosperity, and then they prosper now. I will say some more on Friday. Today I'm just giving you a, a little overview. And you see our ignorance of these type of things. Listen, if you see a certain pattern repeating itself in your family tree, you must know that this thing is not natural. Patterns that repeat itself is a stronghold. No matter how hard they work, they don't prosper. You see them dying early. You see them divorcing. You see them, you know, going wayward. All those types. How many know what I'm talking about? You see certain patterns in the family. All those things are not. One of the strongholds that existed in my family was not marrying early. None of my siblings married before the age of 30. if you don't know it, it doesn't matter how much you pray in tongues, you fall a victim to it. Because it's a pattern. I don't know what was done, who did what. But it's, it was almost as if it was frowned upon. And I remember when I wanted to get married, the person who fought my getting married was my father. I mean, you will normally hear the mother the, 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 the parents of the lady not wanting a lady to get married to a particular person. I mean, what I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Not the other way. Not the man. 
But in my, my situation was my father. So I had to go around him. Because I knew it was a pattern that I was not ready to f- fall into. So when you see a pattern, break it. Because when you break it, your children will be able to break it. Are you with me? All my siblings who never broke that pattern, their children are also lining up in the same pattern. All of them. Minus my children. I say minus my children. Because I broke it for me. I hope you are not taking what I'm saying lightly. I should have preached this message sweating and shouting so that you will know how important. But I I just thought I won't even teach it. I will talk it so that you will understand that when you see patterns that develop in the family, make sure you break it because from you it's going to your children. All my siblings, my nephews and nieces, none of them got married before the age of 30. Because their parents never got married before that age. So they are all, for majority of them are over 30 now, isn't it, Kiran? Majority of my nephews and nieces are over 30 now. But they are not, none of them are thinking about marriage now. Because there's a stronghold in the family. And those who marry, sometimes, by the time you realize divorce. I'm saying my own. I'm sure you also have yours. (laughs) And you see, all those things, it doesn't matter the the, the shalaba baba you do. Until you stand and deal with it, it will remain. Because it's a strong man, and they have your goods. They are keeping it. So number one is what? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number five? Number six? Covenant with false gods. Exodus 32, Exodus 23, 32. Thou shalt not make covenant with them, nor with their gods. covenant. How many have seen some uncles and uh, grandfathers pouring libation and calling on some things? How many know what I'm talking about? Maybe you're you're part of the world. You don't have that. At funerals. I remember when my father died. When the time came for them to lift the the casket, they said they have to pour libation. I said not today. They said, no, 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 that's the custom. We have to say not today. Not in this house. Not today. Oh, my sister said, oh, it's okay. I said, no, not in my house. Not today. Then the the 
main anchor got angry and left. I said, go. Because all those things, they call covenants. You are doing engagement. Some uncle comes in. You want to pour something. Don't allow those things. I don't allow drinks in my in anything I'm doing. Can't pour something. Say, oh no, you have to pour. You have to pour something. I said, no, 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 not in my house. So I superimpose my culture. My culture starts with me. And it's going to go from me to my, the rest of my generation. Hallelujah. Because that culture that you say is culture, somebody started it. Do you know the person's ignorance that he used to start it? You say you're enlightened. And instead of breaking it, you're allowing it to continue. Go some old man, old lady somewhere who wants to say, Come, kneel down. I want to do something. Hey, not me. Not my child. Certainly not my grandchildren. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I'll continue from on Friday. What do you think? Because we need how many things that some there are some Things that you need to break in your home. Yeah. On Friday, we'll deal with it. What I want you to do, your homework when you go home, write these patterns that you've seen. Notice down. And bring it on Friday. How many will be here on Friday? We'll deal with it on Friday. Some of us, it's, you, you know what I'm talking about. How many know what I'm talking about? will break all those things. And I guarantee you that from that, from Friday, that cloud over your head will be lifted. Stand to your feet.